Ed, good morning. Thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Good morning. Uh, the Eagles at 15 and 18. What would have to happen, Ed, in your opinion, for the Eagles to move either up or down in this first round? Well, there's a handful of players the Eagles would like, I'm sure. And if they kind of see them beginning to slide, they could certainly move up. You know, Howie Roseman um, is not averse to trading with anybody. We saw him do it with the Cowboys last year, right? They jumped up two spots and uh, with, with Dallas, and Dallas moved back two spots. The Eagles took Devontae Smith. Cowboys took Micah Parsons. Um, ahead of them is another NFC team, the Washington Commanders. I'm not sure they would do a deal with them, but they could do something with the Jets if a player like Jermaine Johnson or uh, Derek Stingley or Kyle Hamilton is sitting there. You know, the Eagles have a relationship with uh, Jets GM Joe Douglas. Howie and, and Joe worked together in the past in Philly. Um, so I think that would be an ideal situation for them to try to trade up. But this is pretty much a deep draft, I would say. You know, there's a lot of talent that could be found in the first two rounds. And I think there's probably 20 first-round grades, give or take one or two, that Philadelphia has. So they could just sit tight and, and uh, grab whoever's there at 15. And, you know, some names there that could, could be uh, to their liking are Jamison Williams, uh, the receiver from Alabama, uh, perhaps Jordan Davis, the big Georgia defensive tackle, um, or even Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State. Um, and then at 18, they probably would like to trade back and, and get a couple more picks, maybe in the second round, uh, earlier in the second round than from where they pick at number 51 overall in that round. So, uh, you know, Howie Roseman is not averse to doing trades. I'm sure even down in Dallas, they resonate. Uh, Howie Roseman resonates for his ability to do that. So I'm not convinced they're going to stay at 15 and 18. Uh, I expect one trade at least, but I think it might be more of a trade down from 18. And do you expect the Eagles to have a big emphasis on wide receiver in this draft or maybe even after the draft in, in some more trades? Yeah, I do. You know, it's kind of they haven't evaluated that position very well, to say the least. Uh, these last few years, if they go receiver in the first round, which the expectation is they will, uh, it's the third straight year they'll have taken a receiver in the first round, uh, which, you know, that's only been done once before. That was by Matt Millen in Detroit back in the early O's when he uh, spent three top 10 picks in 03, 04, and 05 on a receiver. And he finally didn't get it right until he got Calvin Johnson, Megatron in 2007. So four of their five drafts and Detroit went to wide receiver. And the Eagles are heading down that that same path, you know, Jalen Rager uh, isn't the player that they had hoped uh, for them. They took him in the first round, and then last year Smith, Devontae Smith, looks like he could be a number one. But, yeah, they, they do need another weapon on the outside, and, you know, I expect the Eagles to probably spend. They do have the luxury of two picks, and I think if they can get two good players, two players that can come in and uh, start or be, you know, major contributors, you know, they, they could step up in the NFC East and be a real threat to, to take that title away from the Cowboys. Um, and I think one of those players is going to be a receiver. And I mentioned Williams. I think Chris Olave uh, is in that mix, uh, and, and maybe to a lesser extent, Traylon Burks, the uh, you know the kind of do everything receiver, inside outside receiver from Arkansas. Speaking of Williams, and along with him, and even when you look at David Ajobo, do their injuries last year impact how the the Eagles evaluate them or view them? Well, I think, you know, Howie Roseman was asked that in his pre-draft availability, and he 
said something about, you know, the timing of the injury and when it happened impacts their thinking along those lines and the position that they play. We saw the Eagles take Landon Dickerson in the second round last year from Alabama, who had torn his ACL in December, but uh, was able to rehab and come back and start the whole season for Philadelphia uh, on that offensive line. Um, now he plays a different position than Williams. Obviously, you know, a receiver needs to do more cutting and, you know, sharp turns and stuff like that. But uh, Williams wouldn't be ready to start the season. But even if he misses, you know, the first seven weeks or whatever, if he gets placed on, you know, the physically unable to perform list, I mean, he's still a guy that can come back midseason, uh, you know, work his way back in. And then maybe next year in 23, he's ready to take off and uh, prove that he's, worthy of a top 15 or top 20 pick. I think he's going to go in that range somewhere, uh, you know, for anywhere from 12 to 20. Um, but yeah, he, the Eagles wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't shy away. I don't think from someone like Williams and that injury ACLs, you see players come back from ACLs all the time. Now a job, is a different situation where it's his Achilles and the Eagles took Sidney Jones, a cornerback from uh, Washington back in 2017. And Jones had torn his Achilles during his pro day that year and the Eagles took him in the second round and he just never really panned out for Philadelphia. He, I think it was a confidence thing for him. You know, sometimes there's more to just recovering from an injury physically. A lot of it has to do with the mental side of it. And, you know, I, I don't think Jones was ever the same player, at least in Philadelphia. I know he's still in the league. I think he's re-signed with Seattle again. So, you know, he's still playing at a good level, but uh, just didn't work for Philly. But Ajabo, I think is a situation where he tore his Achilles on pro day. Um, they could look at him in the second round at 51, but I would be surprised if they do. I just think the nature of that injury is a little more difficult to come back from, you know, but Ajabo is young. He's very determined to be successful in this NFL. I liked meeting him at the NFL scouting combine. Very impressed with him. Um, I think he's got a really good attitude. And I think somebody's going to get a good pick if they were to take him in the second round. It's just that you have to be patient with him uh, and make sure he's ready to come back physically and also mentally. And you said something interesting. So, within the within the division, within the NFC East, uh, evaluating the division, how far how far away is Philadelphia from Dallas uh, when you start evaluating what has happened in the offseason with the Cowboys and, and and where the Eagles are today heading into the draft? Yeah, well, you know, I love you know, listen. One of my favorite players in this draft is Trevor Penning, the guard or the uh, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa, and I think he could be in range there for for Dallas. I mean, he's one of those guys that you know, if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him because you know he plays right up to the whistle, and sometimes after the whistle, he kind of reminds me of John Runyon a little bit. So, you know, if Dallas can you know get some help on that you know offensive line. Uh, maybe find a safety somewhere in this draft and, uh, you know, even another wide receiver to replace Amari Cooper. I think Dallas is still the best team in the division, but I think the Eagles, if they may, if they hit home runs with these two picks, I think they're going to close the gap a little bit with the Cowboys. I'm not saying they're going to, you know, leap past them. They're still committed to Jalen Hurts. And, you know, that to me is a big question mark is can he be a better quarterback in year two as a starter than he was in year one? He wasn't bad in year one, but, We'll see if he has a higher ceiling and can hit that ceiling in year two. If he can, and the Eagles make these two picks, then maybe you know they are able to you know push Dallas for the NFC East title. We haven't seen a, a repeat winner in the East since you know the Eagles did it in 0405. So you know you'd be bucking history if you're the Cowboys and are able to come back and win that thing again. But uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys right now, you know, heading into the draft, I still think 
they're the best team, and I still think they'll be the best team. Maybe not as evident uh, as it was going into the draft, but I think they still will be the best team coming out of the draft. And then you have to kind of see, you know, there's a lot of luck involved in the NFL season, and injuries play a part. But, you know, to me, they would still be there. But I think the, the Eagles will have closed the gap a little bit. And you have to look at a team like Washington, too, bringing in Carson Wentz to be their quarterback. We'll see what he has left i mean i don't think he had a terrible season last year but um you know the red the washington's still going to be i think a factor in this thing and then the giants with a new coaching staff they brought in wink martindale as their defensive coordinator from baltimore very good coordinator we saw the production that the dallas defense had uh under their new dc uh dan quinn last year so that could make a difference for the giants i i think a lot of these teams could be closing the gap on dallas but to me dallas is still you know, a, a bit better than these other teams. You mentioned Jalen Hurts a few minutes ago. Are the Eagles satisfied or content with their quarterback position? No, I don't think so. <laughs> the whole offseason they were linked to, you know, Sean Watson and, you know, uh, Russell Wilson and, you know, all these other quarterbacks that were, you know, on the move. Um, but, no, I, I don't think they are. I think they are committed to seeing what Hurts can do in year two. Um, but I think he's going to have a short, uh, you know, kind of a short leash. And if he has a good season this year, I mean, he's going to probably be do a contract extension. That's going to start at like 25, 30 million per year, or he could be uh, a, a trade prospect. If the Eagles wanted to trade him and, you know, try to draft a quarterback next year, that's kind of the thinking is the Eagles loaded up uh, in next year's draft as well. They were able to trade with the Saints this year and get the New Orleans' first-round pick next year. They also got a second-round pick from New Orleans in 2024's draft. So you have some ammunition that if you want to try to trade up for some of these young quarterbacks that are expected to come out next year, like a C.J. Stroud from Ohio State or Bryce Young from Alabama or you know this Jerkovich kid in Boston College. I mean, there's going to be some names that are going to be top five top eight type quarterback if you're not happy with the player hurts the eagles are poised to strike next year and try to bring somebody in but then you have a rookie playing quarterback so uh i'm not sure how committed the eagles are to answer your question um i just think that if if hurts comes in and answers the bell and does well then yeah he'll be the guy but i don't think the eagles are sold completely on him being the guy so they've hedged their bets they loaded up in next year's draft with some ammo to move up if they need to Looking at the current layout of the draft, obviously we don't know what trades are going to be made once it gets unfolds, but right now I'm looking at the Jets being a position to get two players where the Eagles could use. I'm looking at Derek Stingley Jr., maybe Sauce Gardner, or even a Garrett Wilson. Could you see the Jets being a team that the Eagles are lining with to possibly move up to grab one of those needs? Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, I mentioned that relationship that Joe Douglas and Howie Roseman have. They worked together for, you know, three or four years in Philly before Joe became the GM in New York. Uh, Yeah, I think the Jets are very much a a team that they could trade with. Uh, And, you know, you mentioned the cornerbacks. I mean, Stingley and Gardner are the two, you know, premier ones in this draft. And we saw two premier ones last year in J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan, who went eight and nine. uh, And the Eagles really wanted them. You know, if they could have found a way to trade up higher than they did at number 10 with Dallas, uh, they probably would have taken one of those corners last year. They they desperately need a cornerback. They have Darius Slay, 30, 31 years old now. I know he played at a Pro Bowl level last year, but, you know, his contract is huge. He's a little bit older, and they have really nobody on the other side of, of uh, pedigree. They have a fourth-round pick from last year, so 
if they can get one of those guys in a trade with the Jets, if, if somehow, and I don't think Gardner's going to be, I think you'd have to move all the way up to, mm-hmm. you know, top five territory to get Gardner. Uh, but Stingley, if he's still hanging around at 10 and the Eagles can swing a deal there, I, I would not be surprised at all to see them do something uh, like that. You know, last year it required with Dallas, I think, a third-round pick to move up two spots. This year it would take at least that, maybe a, a fifth. The Eagles have three fifth-rounders, so no big loss there. But, um, yeah, I could definitely see a move up to try to get a Stingley if he's there. But Gardner, forget about it. Unless you get up to, you know, if Gardner's still swinging on the board, you know, after the fifth pick, uh, after the Giants go and Carolina's on the clock, maybe they try to get all the way up with Carolina to get Gardner. But that would be a big jump and require some resources to do it. And I don't know if Howie would want to do it. But, listen, he's the best guy in the draft. If you watch film on that guy, man, he's really good. Um, so I, I could see them making a move up. Maybe maybe even to 12 with with the Minnesota Vikings if someone like Jordan Davis is there. I know they really like Jordan Davis, you know, the big defensive tackle from Georgia. But, yeah, I could definitely see a little bit of a move up for, for the Eagles. And it could be with New York at 10. How close is this Eagles defense to getting back? Uh, well, second year for the defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, you know, last year was was his first time as a defensive coordinator, and there were some ups and downs. And, you know, he didn't quite have the personnel to do what he wants to do, which is, you know, he likes good linebacker play. The Eagles, uh, they signed Kaiser White from the L.A. Chargers, who I really liked a lot, and they brought in Hassan Reddick. Their pass rush was, was anemic last year. They only had 29 sacks. Didn't have a whole lot of hurries. Quarterbacks picked them apart. There were five or six quarterbacks, and Dak was one of them, who completed 80% of his throws against the Eagles, uh, which is ridiculous. So, you know, they have to find a way to get better pressure on the quarterback uh, to, to say, yeah, this defense is back. And that's why there's a lot of talk about maybe they'll go get an edge rusher. Hassan Reddick, you know, he had double-digit sacks last year. He's been a sack specialist for the last couple years, so he'll help but they need more to, to say, yeah, we're back. Uh, and they need, like I said, they need a cornerback that has some pedigree. You know, I don't know if you want to throw a fourth round pick from a year ago out there, a kid from Texas tech, uh, Zach McPherson. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, he got a little bit of time last year, but again, uh, is he ready to make that step year one to year two and be confident in him? The Eagles are hoping so, but I just think they need a corner and guys, they need a safety, you know, I mean, they don't have anybody on that back end. They brought back Anthony Harris, and, um, you know, they have Marcus Epps, who was a sixth-round pick of the Vikings that they picked up uh, on, on waivers a couple years ago. So, you know, they're pretty thin there. So to say they're close to being back, I I think it's going to take at least another year of drafting um, to, to say, yeah, we're back. We're ready to be a Super Bowl championship defense. There's just too much – too much uh, area of concern there. Uh, the, the pass rush person on the edge, possibly, maybe another linebacker and a corner and a safety for sure. And that seems like a lot to ask for in one draft. But, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, Howie Roseman's worked magic before. I just don't think it's, an, you know, they don't have enough resources to answer all those questions in just one draft. When you're looking at a receiver, too, you probably need an offensive lineman to eventually step in when Jason Kelsey, the phenomenal center, finally calls it a career. Um, so you, you, you've got some needs on that defense that needs addressed, and it might not all come in one draft or one offseason. You may need next year to say, yeah, we're, we're ready to go now. We're ready to push for another Super Bowl.
you mentioned next year, and I was curious, With in today's society, it seems like it's win now. We don't have the patience to watch a team build their program in three or four years. With that in mind, has that changed how teams approach free agency and, and the draft? Well, yeah, you know, listen, the, the coaches that have been around, like you look at Carolina, Matt Rule is on the hot seat after, what, three seasons? I mean, he, he's got to win. So, yeah, that probably changes their approach. They could look quarterback with Kenny Pickett to kind of come in and maybe unseat Sam Darnold. But, yeah, I think it does impact uh, what teams do in the draft and the free agency. Now, coaches like, you know, Nick Sirianni here in Philadelphia, this is only his second season, made the playoffs in his first season. You know, they do have a little bit of time, I think, to, you know, build this thing the right way. Uh, so there's not that sense of urgency in the draft. Now, that said, they're going to approach it like, yeah, we we can threaten for the Super Bowl if we make the right decisions here uh, in this draft. So I, I think every year there's a sense of urgency with some teams that in the draft. Hey, let's let's start building this the right way. Look at the Bengals last year. You know, they had they picked Jamar Chase, and, you know, away they went. They had Joe Burrow. Uh, so, you know, in the NFL, you can turn things around pretty quickly, um, the Bengals being case in point, you know. Uh, so, yeah, teams, teams, I think, in free agency, if you have the money to play on that ball field, I mean, we saw some exorbitant salaries in this offseason go to uh, safeties and receivers. Uh, if you have the salary cap money, yeah, Go ahead and spend it, and you never know how quickly your fortunes can turn if you make the right decisions. Um, so, yeah, I think in this day and age, you're, you're always thinking, you know, hey, we're just, you know, one draft, one off season of good decisions in free agency of competing for a championship. Well, the fun begins on Thursday. Hey, Ed, thanks. Uh, we appreciate your time so much this morning. Anytime, guys. Have a great week.